0: Look around and see what opportunities there are and then learn about it. Educate yourself. The only risk in life is for the uneducated. But if you take the time to educate yourself, risk goes away and there's opportunities for you and for others.
1: Hi, I'm Joel Pilger and you're listening to episode 50. Or should I say episode 50 of the Rev Thinking Podcast. The conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. Today's episode is a session delivered by Tim Thompson on the four stages of a creative career. Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for next generation creative entrepreneurs. Now, here is your host, Joel Pilger. Hey, it's Joel en route from Chisinau, Moldova. I've just left the Collider 2018 conference event that we hosted in Moldova and man, not the least of which were Josh Norton from Big Star in New York and Marcel Ziul from State Design, as well as Marco Fan, who came down from Munich, Germany. And we put on a great event. We'll tell you more about that in an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. So if you're wondering why the podcast is not being released on its normal day this week, well, that's because when you get separated from your luggage and... Your suitcase contains your podcasting gear. Well, this is what happens. So I'm in uh, Frankfurt right now because I got separated from my luggage in Vienna, but I've been reunited and we're back on track. So heading home to uh, New York and excited to get home back to Colorado to the home office before going to a week in Savannah. So next week I'll be in Savannah. I might do a podcast from there next week. So as a little preview of our episode today, let me ask you a question. Is there something bigger than your creative business? I'm asking this because most creative entrepreneurs are so consumed with running their business, they think there's really just nothing else. And what I mean by that is there is an inkling within you that says, yeah, you know, maybe one day I'll sell or maybe I'll retire or something. And what I can tell you is there is something much bigger than your business and it's called your career. And yes, your business will come to an end someday and you will continue onwards in your career. That's part of what the session that Tim delivered at Pro Max BDA on the four stages of a creative career is all about. But first, before we get to Tim, let me dive into some announcements. First of all, welcome to episode 50 of the Rev Thinking Podcast. Man, what a journey it's been. I think it's been uh, two and a half years now since we started the Rev Thinking Podcast. And for those of you that have been along the ride on this journey with us, many thanks. It's been awesome, and we're still going strong. We are uh, shifting to a bi-weekly schedule again, so we'll be cranking out, I guess, 26 or so episodes a year at this pace. You know, wherever I go, I'm amazed how many people say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard that before, and I know that, and I've, I'm familiar, familiar with that concept uh, in running my business because I listen to your podcast. And many of you are so kind and say such awesome things when I see you in person, and you talk about... The podcast. But for those of you that I don't see in person, we would love to hear from you. We would love to know that you're listening and that you're getting a lot out of this podcast, just like the people we see face to face. So feel free to drop us a line, hit us up, let us know what you think, and of course, what you would like to hear more of on the podcast. Okay, upcoming episodes G Monk, the man, the myth, the legend. He's going to be on an upcoming episode, as well as my friend Chris Doe from Blind and the Future. Excited to have Chris on the show and appreciate him uh, graciously accepting my invitation. Also, Marcel Ziul. He's the creative director and owner at State Design in Los Angeles. The Motion Design Studio. He's going to be on with a special surprise guest. So that episode is going to be really fun. A couple other announcements. Cohort. This is the quarterly cohorts of creative entrepreneurs. The kickoff dinners are underway. We did Los Angeles, we did New York, we're about to do Denver, and we are gonna be hopefully also doing kickoff dinners in Atlanta, DC, and San Francisco. So these are dinners of elite creative entrepreneurs getting together and having dinner and building community, making each other stronger. And if you want to come to one of these, it is invitation only, but you're welcome to reach out to us and say, hey, I think I fit that description. Can I get an invitation? Other announcements, I'm heading back to Los Angeles in a week and a half for the dynamic duel at the future. So this is Chris Doe and I going head to head, answering questions, and it's going to be like, we call it a spy versus spy, where I'm going to be on one side of the discussion, Chris is going to be on the other side, in the in the middle is going to be someone from the audience, yes, a live audience, throwing us questions in real time. And we're going to vote to see who answered the question best. Who, who won the argument? So it's going to be a creative entrepreneur debate. So go to the future website and buy tickets. I think they're $35. That is going to be on August the 7th in Los Angeles in the evening at Blind, at the future. All right, August 14th, jumpstart. The next accelerator is getting underway. Woo, here we go. I'm going to have a small group of creative entrepreneurs that are going through a 90-day intensive to push their studios to the next level. It's going to be wild. It's going to be intense. But it always generates amazing results. If you're interested in getting in on Jumpstart, you can reach out to us and express your interest, and we'll see if your firm is qualified. All right, to today's episode, Tim Thompson, the chief revolution thinker at RevThink. He delivered this session at Promex BDA at the pop-up F5 that happened during the conference. And this session was really a culmination of a lot of thinking and conversations that Tim has been doing over the years with creative entrepreneurs and helping people understand what the career of the creative entrepreneur looks like. It may not be what you think. You know, we we start off as an employee. We quickly go out and start freelancing. We become that solo artist. And then we start our company and we think, man, if someday I could just be like, you know, Kyle Cooper with my team of people doing work and I get all the credit and make all the money, that would be great. And that is great to an extent, but that's not the end of the story. There's something more out there and this is what Tim is going to talk about today. So I hope you enjoy his session on the four stages of a creative career.
0: It's so good to be with you this morning. Uh, the stage is amazing, the people that are coming up here, the people you've seen so far. Um, I just feel blessed and thankful that there's an opportunity for us to get together as creatives in a community, talk about the work that we're doing, the opportunities that we have to explore new areas, uh, type of work. And Lola, the work that she's doing is just amazing. To be thinking about community and what it means to build up others. Um, Everything I love and a fan of about this industry is happening this morning. So, thankful to be here. Uh, My name is Tim Thompson. I am uh, the chief revolution thinker at RevThink, uh, but basically it's the founder. I think was started, it's a, about 12 years ago. And we're a consultancy. We uh, help next generation creative entrepreneurs. So our desire really is to come alongside the creative person in their creative career and see what we can do to help. Um, I had opportunity early on in my career to, to explore and understand. Um, I started like many of us at the lower ends of production. Um, But I had opportunity come very soon. Um, And along the way, I've met a lot of creative people. And I discovered something about creative people. And I think Oscar Wilde Wilde said it well. He said, what we want are unpractical people who see beyond the moment and think beyond the day. Those who try to lead are the people that can only do, do so by following the mob. But it is, it is through the voice of the one crying in the wilderness that the ways of the gods must be prepared. I love this quote. It's over 130 years old, but explores the idea of what it means to be a unique thinker in this world. And I'll bet many of us know that we're unique thinkers because most of us, our parents have no idea what we do for a living. You can't explain to anybody at your high school reunion what it is that you do And the unfortunate part is, it's so obvious to them, they don't even realize it's a craft. But along the way, we have carved ourselves out. And we are part of what I like to call a creative career. Now, the creative career has a path, and mine has had its own unique path. I, besides being the Rev Thinker, the founder of Rev Think, I also am a believer. And what I believe in is greatness. And I think we all know what greatness is. We strive for greatness. We read greatness. We observe greatness. When we go to the museums, we look for the greats. I read the great books. I watch the great movies. Greatness is all around us. And I've been very lucky to be around greatness. I started my career working on the Emmys and the Oscars. So the shows I worked on year after year were celebrating the great work of that year. To be in the green room with some of the world's greatest filmmakers or TV stars, it was just an amazing way to start a career. And then a friend of mine gave me an opportunity, and I went to work for a small little visual effects company slash design company. Now, we had about 150 visual effects people but we have about 12 people making main titles in a closet across the hall. I got got on that right away and I started producing and helping coordinate some of those. And one of them was seven. Uh, It was wonderful and an amazing opportunity. I'll tell you what though, it was hard work. While we were making it, we didn't know what we were making. We were just burning the midnight hour as we always did, making the title sequences, that we were doing. This one was just another one in the can until it hit the screen. And when it hit the screen, all of our careers changed. We didn't just work the 12 people in the closet anymore. We took over the whole facility. Now there's 120 people working on title design, animations for for buildings, architects, um, football stadiums. We were doing it all, and it was amazing. And one thing I learned about working alongside creative people is what genius really is. True genius is as Edison said, 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. Hard work is what gets us there. And as you are in the moment, you get to work very hard and it feels good. But as we know, that doesn't last. Often addiction, divorce, burnout, Irrelevance, all take hold. Think about a a TV actor, a young TV actor. How long does their career last? Or a lot of pop singers who have a few good hits, or maybe they're lucky they have one good album. But there are few that make it through a whole career. Sports athletes, same way. Many, many of them, three- or four-year careers. Few of them are the greats. So this morning, I wanna talk to you about your creative career. I'm curious about the career, and in a way, I've been studying it now for 12 years. The creative career, like any career, has its peaks and valleys. And the work that we need to do to make greatness great is something you have to persevere year after year after year. So your creative career is much like the four seasons. Your, Your career has four seasons as well. And like the four seasons, there's the right time and the right place to do it. If you plant, there's a time to plant, there's a time to reap. There's a time to water, and there's a time for it to sleep. If you plant seeds in the winter, you will not be reaping any fruit. If you rest too early in your career, there won't be enough to harvest. So I want to talk to you about what it means to live out a creative career. And it starts simple. It's like all of us, we start as an artist. The artist is the first step of the creative career, and we know what that means. That's the worker. It's the doer, the maker. Many of us know that we're artists, and we get into the career because we're good. And if you're in in this room, you're probably one of the best in the world. So we set ourselves apart, and we lean in, and we live out this artist part of our career, and we love it. It feels good, right? The artwork that we do, the way we can explore, how we can express ourselves it's a great thing. And then, like I said, it doesn't really last. There's the reality of just biology that wears ourselves out. There's time and other commitments. We gain families. uh, Things happen to our family. And things in the career start to change. Now, many of us that are artists, we know it. And I have to warn you that if you only live your career as an artist, many will fade away. I made seven 23 years ago. 23 years ago, few of my friends are still in this industry. Now, you know some of the names, Kyle and Karen and Garson, that are are still around and doing it, but there were hundreds more that aren't in it because they were artists. Ask an Inferno operator or a flame operator how your art career goes when the technology moves on. So there has to be something else, and we know it. It burns inside of us, and we look around, and we realize there's more opportunity than just being the artist. And I call that the auteur. Now, the auteur is—it uh, really just means author. But on a film, there was no author, so we apply this to filmmaking, and we call it a Steven Spielberg film. But the reality is, there was a whole team of people to make that film. The director gets the credit for it. So I say, in the auteur stage, it's when other pe- other people help you do the work, but you take the credit. Many of us live this out as business owners. We start a business and we move forward with what that might be. We might be inventors or we listen to people on stage that are making websites and new artwork. This our tour stage is building up the reserves that you have and knowing that you're flexing your creative muscle forward. And the people that are joining you, they're happy to join you. They're gaining experience and opportunity and growth. But here's the thing. In my experience now being a consultant for a little bit over a decade, I find that most people think this is the career, and it stops here. They think if they're a good auteur, they've made it to the higher ranks of the divisions of a creative career. But in reality, it's not true. So let me tell you a story. About six years ago, a gentleman called me, and he he was a good artist. Um, In his time, he produced and directed some of the greatest promos you've seen on television. He worked for the big three networks, and he was so good, he started his own business. It made sense. He knew how to write the scripts, direct the pieces, and he can curate the talent, the editors and art directors he needed to. And it was a great, great business. The business went for about 15 years in addition to the 20 years he already put in. So 35 years into his career, he gives me a call. And he asked me, hey, can I help him with his business? And his business, was okay, and I naively went into it thinking, of course I could turn this around. But a gentleman at 65 years old that's asking how to become relevant again is a very difficult thing. And after about a year and a half working with him, I realized this isn't going to work out. You know what you need to do? You need to retire. So at 65 years old, this man can no longer provide for his family and the only thing he ever did in his career. Because the time that he spent, He only invested in himself as an artist or himself as an auteur. So in order to move on to create security and actually to build up a career, you have to add in C for community and you become a curator. Now, a curator is like an artist. You flex your creative talent. There's something unique about you that you see. There's opportunity to to, uh, approach things in a creative and artistic way. But, like a gallery owner, a curator doesn't just put their name on the gallery, they hang other people's work on the wall. And their real job becomes one of a promoter. So, building up others, encouraging others, helping other people live out their career, that's the next step. You must, must break out of that bubble. Otherwise, there's nothing else to rely on. The people around you, uh, if you've only taken from them, they won't give it to you when you need to. And as I'm approaching 50, I have less and less friends that are my age still in this industry. So it's becoming more and more reality of what this means for us. But here's what's interesting. As you live out a creative career and you hit this part, you are now probably in the top 5%. And all you have to do is start considering others. But the last stage is something that's so unique. See, these first three stages, they're addicted to cash. Every single one of these stages is how do I convert my creative ability into the ability to make money for myself or for others. Now, there's no doubt we create a lot of value in those seasons. And each one of those seasons create opportunity for others along the way. But this last stage is like nothing else. It just turns everything inside and out. And this last stage is another C, but this one is the collector. Now, a collector is a unique person. They're the ones that go and buy the piece of art for a million dollars and hang it on the wall so others can view it for free. And somehow, that creates value. Say they've intentionally b- went and bought and created something that they understand in the long term creates value. And a collector is not an art buyer. An art buyer is a person who, at random acts, buys things that they like and might keep them. An art collector is a person who strategically is going after artwork in order to build up a collection. In order to do art collecting, you must master two things. And the first, even though you're buying works of art that you like, you have to be learned enough to know is it worth buying now or not, and have the discipline to buy it or not. And the second, even more important, is that over the long term, the collection of art that you've brought together must have meaning when it's all over. So that craft of being a collector is actually something we live out our entire career. And if we are collecting as we go along, we build up those resources we need to, so when the time comes, we move from the the taker of this industry to a giver. Now, I'll admit to you, I'm actually trained. Uh, I left this industry in my burnout stage. I walked away, I quit my job, and I went to seminary because I was going to be a minister. And today, I still consider myself a minister. I'm a studied man, and I learn and I think about what it means to take care of you. It's my desire. It's my hope. And the things I worry about, I worry about on your behalf. So I stand up on stage as a thinker and a doer But but you are the ones that I love. And you are the ones I believe in. And you're the reason that I'm here. And along the way, I just want to give you the parts that you need to make this possible. So the artist, the auteur, the curator, the collector, are the seasons that you must go through if we're going to do this and do this well. What I observed early on is that many of us get into this industry for one of three reasons. It's fame, fortune, or freedom. We're thinking that this is a great place to make money. It's easy, isn't it? Or fame, it elevates us because we're working in pop culture. Or freedom, the opportunity to work on the projects that we want to. But the reality is, in the long term, we must collect influence as we go. And that influence creates opportunity for us to, I don't know, stand up on stage and talk about things. The people that you are listening today are beginning or part of the collector stage. They've recognized and realized there's opportunities in life to share, to build up others. The work that Lola does is is a wonderful example of someone that's collecting as you go along. And although she works today as an art director and, and designer, in time, she will build up a collection of knowledge and information and writings that will li- help her live out the rest of her career. It's an amazing example we've seen already this morning. G. Monk and the work that he's doing, he, liked, he said this morning, don't wait for others to hire to do artwork. He's pushing himself forward, knowing that work is what it's about, but opportunity is what he's learning to create. And in your career, it's those mechanisms we want to put in place. So what's it take? What's it take to be a collector? Well, I like to call it the seven C's of collecting. The first one is you must concentrate on your calling. This is the thing that you know you're here for. You were here for a purpose and a reason. This is your time in your generation to stand up. You must pursue that calling and all that you can, and you dig in. But if you only do that, you will burn out, die out, and look for other resources. So you also must take control. You need to know when it's time to step up and when it's time to step back when to dig in, when to give up, when to give out, when to go forward, when to go back. You have to know what's right and wrong. You have to stick true to your values. And you have to get rid of hate. Take control of your career and then be concerned and learned. Look around and see what opportunities there are and then learn about it. Educate yourself. The only risk in life is for the uneducated. But if you take the time to educate yourself, risk goes away, and there's opportunities for you and for others that you're learning. And when you do that, you must find the conflict and pursue the resolutions. That's what you begin to own. That's your collection, knowing that you will discover, you have knowledge, and now it's your turn to step up. Once you do that, I want you to start collaborating with others for those solutions. It's the gathering of communities looking for those solutions that give you the right to stand up and do it. It's in our ability to bring on others that makes that a difference. But in others, when you bring people in, there's always failure. So you must also cure the failures. That's the opportunity where you get to sharpen the iron. You got to realize that conflict is a reality and dialogue is the answer. At Rev think we believe this. Dialogue changes the world. We, you can see that in the work that we're doing on our podcast, Rev Thinking, on our website, on our blog, the work that we're doing now in cohort, which is the quarterly collectives of people gathering together and having that dialogue. We want people to share and express and talk to one another to get through these failures so that the industry can be built up. But lastly, I want you to know, place confidence in something greater than yourself. Because greatness is thrust upon you. See, success is not something you pursue. It's something that's ensued. It's the result of, it's the byproduct of all the work that you're doing. And when you're striving for the, the questions and even better, the answers, that collection of knowledge that you have is all that we're looking for. In all great civilizations, there are elders. Plato realized that in his Republic. And the elders are those unique people that look after the others. And every society needs it, including our industry. I believe that those people that you know are the elders are the ones we understand as collectors. They are the ones that are looking out for us, making things, building things for our enterprise. And there will become a time and a place, if you're not already there, that you will need to step up into. And I look forward to you doing that in your career. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the RevThinking
1: Podcast. For more free resources, updates on upcoming events, or to learn how RevThink consultants advise creative entrepreneurs, please visit RevThink.com.